This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Monday, November 23rd, 2020. On this day in 1985, terrorists hijacked Egypt Air Flight 648. It was one of the deadliest airliner attacks in history. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the hijacking of Egypt Air Flight 648 and the disastrous rescue attempt that followed. Now let's go back to the skies high above the Mediterranean Sea a little after 9 p.m. Twenty-four-year-old Tamar Artsy and twenty-three-year-old Nitsan Mendelssohn were excited for their trip to Cairo. They were just two of 92 passengers and six crew members flying to the Egyptian capital on November 23, 1985. The flight had taken off 15 minutes before, and they were already at a comfortable cruising altitude. The attendants made their way cheerfully down the aisles. Nitsan looked up as one of them offered her a newspaper and saw something that made her blood run cold. A tall, imposing man was rushing toward the cockpit with a gun in his hand. The man slammed into the cockpit door, breaking its latch and bursting inside. Moments later, shouting erupted from the front of the plane. Suddenly, another masked man leapt from his seat, holding a grenade. Nitsan and Tamar realized with horror what was happening. They were in danger. The young women, along with the rest of the passengers, panicked. As they looked around, they spotted a third man standing at the back of the plane, brandishing a small gun. Tamar and Nitsan ducked down in their seats and prayed. Two of the hijackers shouted commands at the flight attendants, who quickly raised their hands and returned to their seats. The cabin fell eerily quiet. The lead hijacker in the cockpit briefly re-emerged to speak to his partners. All three men casually waved their guns at the hostages as they spoke in quiet Arabic. They had total control of the plane. A few minutes later, the hijackers started frisking the passengers, demanding to see everyone's identification. The process was slow. Nitsan and Tamar were terrified to hand over their passports, which clearly identified them as Israeli. The political tensions in the Middle East in 1985 made them a target for terrorists, and the two women had no idea what the hijackers had planned. When the armed men reached the middle of the plane, one of the passengers refused to hand over his passport. 
When the hijackers yelled at him, the belligerent man finally reached into his jacket and pulled out a gun. In a flash, he shot one of the hijackers dead, an Egyptian air marshal he was responsible for security on the plane, but he didn't act fast enough. At the sound of the shot, the lead hijacker rushed out of the cockpit and opened fire. The bullets seriously wounded the air marshal and several other passengers who sat nearby. They also shot through the plane's exterior, causing the aircraft to suddenly depressurize. The rush of air threw the cabin into chaos. Oxygen masks dropped down and lights flashed. With few options, the lead hijacker ran back to the cockpit and ordered the pilots to descend. They did as they were told, closing in on the island nation of Malta below. They contacted the control tower, announced the flight had been hijacked, and requested permission to make an emergency landing. Egypt Air Flight 648 landed in Malta a little after 9.30 p.m. local time. The hijackers radioed the control tower to demand more fuel. They also asked for a doctor, saying that there were persons bleeding in the aircraft. As time passed inside the plane, the remaining pair of hijackers told the two Israeli women to step forward. They also forced two Americans to the front of the plane and trained their guns on them. As the rest of the horrified passengers looked on, the hijackers repeated their demands for more fuel. But the Maltese government refused to give in unless they agreed to release the hostages. The hijackers responded in a cold, impassive voice. They said they would shoot a passenger in 10 minutes until the fuel arrived. Ten minutes came and went. So the lead hijacker grabbed 24-year-old Tamar, pointed his pistol at her head, and pulled the trigger. Coming up, the horrific conclusion of the hijacking and the bloody aftermath. Listeners, here's a new show I can't wait for you to check out. When it comes to love, every story is unique. Some play out like fairy tales, seemingly meant to be. Others defy the odds to achieve happily ever after. In Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast, you'll discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Every Tuesday, Our Love Story celebrates the ups, downs, and pivotal moments that turn complete strangers into perfect pairs. Each episode offers an intimate glimpse inside a real-life romance, with couples recounting the highlights and hardships that define their love. Whether it's a chance encounter, a former friendship, or even a former enemy, our love story proves that love can begin and blossom in the most unexpected ways. Follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
Now, back to the story. On November 23, 1985, three hijackers seized Egypt Air Flight 648 and forced it to land in Malta. Once on the ground, they demanded more fuel. When the Maltese government refused, the hijackers threatened to shoot a passenger every 10 minutes until their demands were met. After the first 10 minutes passed, the terrorists shot a young Israeli woman named Tamar. 10 more minutes went by. The hijackers shot Tamar's friend Nitsan next. They tossed both her and Tamar down the boarding stairs of the airplane. The next victim was 28-year-old American Patrick Baker. There was still no response from the Maltese government. After 10 more minutes, 38-year-old Scarlett Rogenkamp from Oceanside, California was executed next. Then a 30-year-old woman named Jackie Flug was shot. After her body was thrown from the plane, the hijackers finally stopped firing because one of their victims was moving. Patrick Baker had only been grazed by the bullet. He staggered to his feet and sprinted toward the control tower. The Maltese military intercepted Patrick and moved several vehicles onto the tarmac near the plane. The hijackers backed away from the door, expecting a commando raid. However, it was almost 24 hours before the military moved in. During that time, the hijackers received food and continued demanding fuel, but the shooting had stopped. They realized that they would eventually run out of passengers to execute. At about 8.30 p.m. the next evening, while the hijackers received another food shipment, 25 Egyptian commandos raided the plane. When they set off a smoke bomb, the hijackers released three incendiary grenades. In an instant, the plane was engulfed in smoke and fire. A vicious gunfight ensued. When the bullets finally stopped, another 58 passengers were dead from the crossfire. One of the remaining hijackers was dead as well, but the other had disappeared. The commandos realized that the terrorist had ditched his weapon and mask in the chaos and pretended to be an injured passenger. Luckily, it wasn't too difficult to arrest him at the hospital. In the adjoining room were three of the initial victims, Tamar Artsy, Patrick Baker, and Jackie Flug. All of them had miraculously survived point-blank shots to the head. In the days and weeks following, conflicting reports emerged. Different stories from the passengers, the control tower, the Maltese government, and the commandos confused the investigation. To this day, the true story of what happened during the raid remains unclear. The surviving gunman, Omar Razak, claimed the hijacking was on behalf of the Abu Nidal terrorist organization but he didn't specify any particular goal for the crime. He was eventually sentenced to life in prison. The horrific incident on Egypt Air Flight 648 remains one of the deadliest hijackings in history. It serves as an example of the chaos and tragedy that can ensue when rescue attempts go wrong.
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the Spotify original, Hostage. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Andrew Messer, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Don't forget to check out Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Listen to Our Love Story, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.